Hey weirdos, welcome to Midnight Morgue. I'm your host, Miss Morbid. I hope you guys are ready for tonight's episode. I'm going to be diving in to one of America's most infamous urban legends. So kick back, turn off the lights, and be prepared to get scared. Hey creeps, so everyone has their own version of monsters. That's what tonight's episode is all about, a specific monster. From Bigfoot to the Loch Ness Monster to Slenderman, all of these come with their own stories, encounters, Some not so happy, others weird. But tonight, I want to talk to you about my version of the Boogeyman. Talking about the rake. I was a young girl the first time that my older brother told me the stories of the rake. And I'll admit, even though as a child I wasn't easily spooked, The idea and the lure about the rake, it just terrified me. I'll let you decide for yourself by the end of this episode what you define as terrifying. The rake began to attract attention in 2003 after reported sightings of the creature in the northeastern United States spurred local media coverage. The vast majority of these sightings seemed to be from upstate New York, and though there was an alleged one-off sighting of the creature in Idaho, it's been said to be native to the Northeast. During the summer of 2003, events in the Northeastern United States involving a strange human-like creature sparked brief local media interest before an apparent blackout was enacted. Little or no information was left intact, as most online and written accounts of the creature were mysteriously destroyed. The rake, primarily focused in rural New York State, Self-proclaimed witnesses told stories of their encounters with a creature of an unknown origin. Emotions from the stories ranged from extremely traumatic levels of fright and discomfort to an almost childlike sense of playfulness and curiosity. While their published versions are no longer on record, the memories remained powerful. Several of the involved parties began looking for answers that year. So in early 2006, the collaboration had accumulated nearly two dozen documents dating between the 12th century and present day, spanning over four continents. And in almost all cases, the stories were identical. I've been in contact with members of this group and was able to get some first-hand 
I guess you would call it, excerpts from the upcoming book that is being published or worked on to being published. All the accounts describe the rake in almost the same detail. A creature standing six foot tall when actually standing, but usually crouches and walks on all fours. He has very pale skin and a blank face with only eyes. Tracking down some of the encounters that are documented, I was able to find a few of the ones that stood out and that I'd like to share with you tonight. A suicide note dated 1964. As I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to extinguish any guilt or pain I have introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt his presence. And once I awoke and I saw his form. Once again I awoke and I heard his voice. And I looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I met next awake to. I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. Found in the same wooden box were two empty envelopes addressed to William and Rose, and one loose personal letter with no envelope. It read, My dearest Lenny, I have prayed for you, for he has spoke your name. Hey weirdo, enjoying Midnight Morgue? Go ahead and subscribe, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or on Anchor. You never want to miss an episode. <laughs> there to die for. A journal entry, translated from Spanish, dated 1880. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black, empty. They saw me and pierced me, his wet hand. I will not sleep. His voice. I will not sleep. A Mariner's Log, 
dated 1691. He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed, I felt a sensation, and he took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. From there, the accounts become more, in today's time, more relevant and, in my opinion, more terrifying. Things that people from the 1800s, the 1600s, weren't able to really describe are described so much better in current times, in my opinion. And these are the ones that I was told as a child that scared me. And I'll let you decide for yourself. 2006, three years ago, I had just returned from a trip from Niagara Falls with my family for the 4th of July weekend. We were all very exhausted after a long day of driving, so my husband and I put the kids right to bed and called it a night. At around 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom. I used the moment to steal back the sheets. Only, I woke him in the process. I apologized and told him that I thought he had got out of bed. When he turned to face me, he gasped, and he pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly that his knee almost knocked me out of the bed. He then grabbed a hold of me and said nothing. Frozen in fear, and after adjusting to the dark for just a half moment, I was able to see what caused a strange reaction. At the foot of our bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man or a large hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it had been hit by a car or something. And for some reason, I was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as its condition looked bad. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. My husband was peering over his arm and his knee, tucked into the fetal position, occasionally glancing at me before returning back to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 10 seconds. He was just looking at my husband. We were both frozen. The creature then placed its hand on his knee and ran into the hallway, leading to the kids' room. I screamed, and I ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he hurt my children. When I got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see it crouching and hunched over about 20 feet away. He turned around and looked directly at me, covered completely in blood. I flipped the switch on the wall and saw my daughter, Clara, the creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was very badly injured and spoke only once. She said, He is the rake. My husband drove his car into a lake that night 
while rushing our daughter to the hospital, neither of them survived. Being a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper took a lot of interest. However, the story was never published, and the local television news never followed up. Things were very suspicious, and I only wanted answers from my husband and my daughter. For several months, my son Justin and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house. After we decided to return home, I began looking for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had seen the creature that we now referred to as the rake. It took the four of us about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with a small collection of what we believed to be accounts of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, or follow-up. One journal had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages, but then it was never mentioned again. A ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, saying only that they were told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in that ship's log. There were, however, many instances where the creature's visit was one of the series of visits from the same person. Multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, like my daughter was that night. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before that last encounter. I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night, every night, for two weeks. I would tediously scan through the sounds of me rolling around in my bed each night. But the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before, and I now believe that it spoke when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at that time, but for some reason, the voice on the recorder immediately brings me back to that moment. The thoughts that must have gone through my daughter's head make me ill. I have not seen the rake since he ruined my life, but I know that he has been in my room while I slept. I know and fear that one night I'll wake up to see him staring, staring at me. And there you have it. Feeling those goosebumps yet? Maybe want to turn on the lamp so it's not as quite as dark as it is right now in your room. Maybe tonight when you go to sleep, maybe you'll have the privilege of waking up and coming face to face with the creature known as the rake at the foot of your bed. Many disbelievers have quickly come believers. That does it for tonight's episode. Remember, you can always subscribe to never miss an episode. You can also find Midnight Morgue 
on Instagram and Facebook. Give it a like. Make sure that you look for any upcoming episode announcements or just random posts that sometimes I like to share. I hope you enjoyed it tonight. I really enjoyed telling you the stories. For now, though, I have to bid you farewell and the sweetest of dreams. Until next time. <laughs> Stay creepy.